individuals complain about Simon as much as you humanly possibly can. I recommend you do it right now. He hasn't even spoken a word, but I'm bloody offended. Welcome, Simon. <laughs> he's no. all, he's no. pro, he's protesting. Yeah. <laughs> he's protesting. Yeah. Hello, I'm, uh, hello. Yes, am I well? Is that the next thing you can ask? Well, no, not now, really. Just because <laughs> of the horrible abuse I get every time I come in here, I just drag my my fantastic bottom in here every week. Now you know how half the directors feel once you've talked about their films. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> do you know what? They're a lot further ahead in life than I am, yeah, so yeah. I'm allowed to take them down a peg or two. Yeah, fair enough. Fair as enough. I say, as I say, if you, you know, apply yourself, as I said before, if you apply yourself to film school and you actually really do well and do what they tell you to, you get to work in films. If you become a conceited, self-absorbed little tit, you get to become a film critic, which yeah. is what happened to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yes, hello, I've actually seen more than one film this week, I know. would you Adam and Eva, I've actually started to keep up with things. Uh, so first thing on the agenda, because uh, yeah, there was only three releases this week, I didn't get to see Brigsby Bear, um, I will I will try and pick that up, it looks a bit Napoleon Dynamite-y for my tastes, but there we go. Um, but Tulip Fever, uh, which is uh, a period costume drama. Uh, start, were set in 17th century Holland amidst the tulip craze during which the flower became a highly sought after money making trade uh, for, uh, Sophia uh, played by Alicia Vikander is a highly um, is a <laughs> So I was about to read the same line again. Sophia is stuck in a marriage of convenience with peppercorn magnate Cornelis. Trying for a baby, they are unable to conceive, but when a young up-and-coming painter, Jan van Loos, played by Dane DeHaan, turns up to do their portrait, she is infatuated and a steamy affair ensues in the way of these things. Uh, woven in and around this are the stories of Maria, the couple's maid, and her lover William, a fishmonger, and how their love is threatened to get upended by the extramar- extramarital eloping of the richer couple. Um, so this is directed by Justin Chadwick, whose previous films include Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, and other Be- the other Berlin Girl, amongst a couple of others. So it's safe to say his uh, stock in trade is taking interesting stories and making them quite dull. Uh, it's adapted <laughs> by Deborah Mogak and Tom, Tom, Stepp- Tom Stoppard uh, from Deborah Mogak's uh, novel of the same name. Uh, it should also be pointed out, of course, uh, this is Tom Stoppard returning to... Uh, costume drama with the Weinsteins because of course he wrote Shakespeare in Love and yes most pertinently this is brought to us by the Weinstein Company let's uh, hope it's the last well yes uh, obviously there's been a lot of news in the thing about well basically so I mean uh, here's one of those interesting examples of a film of how do you separate the film from those who made it uh, this has been in the works for absolute years been uh, been through changes of director and cast multiple times it was actually shot three years ago and it's been in development hell, production hell, and post-production hell, uh, and open to mostly indifferent reviews just in time for the Harvey Weinstein scandal, which has rocked the music the movie industry to its very core. Mm-hmm. So that's um, yeah, it's it's safe to say that this film has not had an easy ride. Um, and uh, well, yeah, initial reactions seem to be that it was utterly terrible and without merit, and it's not actually. Um, it's okay. It's not quite good. But it's okay. It's engaging enough. It's not the worst film I've seen this year by quite some distance. Um, you've got, uh, you know, you've got a, you've got a decent. Uh 
uh, decent cast uh, who are populating possibly the most British parts of Dutchland you've ever seen. Um, although, uh, you see, your main roles are Alicia Vikander, Swedish, and Christoph Waltz, Austrian. But so you also have Judy Dench, Holiday Granger, Jack O'Connell, Michael Smiley, Cara Delevingne turning up doing My Fair Lady. That is the most. I mean, to be fair to her, she right, she does a Cockney accent. Now, it's a pretty solid Cockney accent. Like, it doesn't waver at all, but mm. it is the most sort of. All right, how's it going? Well, I got a prostitute in 17th century Dutchland. Yeah, yeah. It's that sort of thing. Nice. Um, uh, and you also got Zach Galifianakis, whatever the hell his name's pronounced. Galifianakis. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he's great. Um, it, well, actually, I'd say he's not very good. He's kind of miscast in this film, and that's not oh, his fault. Of course fault. he is. It's not his fault. <laughs> he's, he's not meant to be doing it. Um, actually, the bigger problem is Dane DeHaan, who is miscast in his in this film, and that is his fault because he's not a very good actor, I don't think. I've only seen him in a couple of films. It'd be this and Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And I have to say... He's just creepy. There's just something very creepy about him. I just don't... I can't... I get it. Can't get on with him. Um, oh, there's also Kevin McKidd. It was nice to see Kevin McKidd in anything. Um, obviously, Tommy from Trainspotting. Um, mm. And it's nicely shot. Uh, it's, it's, it's standard all the way through. I'm kind of not sure what... It doesn't really convey what the big deal is about the tulips because it's so caught up with the the romance stuff. You sort of don't know why. I didn't quite understand why that was such a big deal. Um, it's 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 perfectly fine romance. It's. Uh ends up becoming sitcom farcical uh, in some of its later scenes where you've got this some baby swapping thing going on uh, without giving too many spoilers away um, and it's it's throwaway entertainment it, it, it has to be said once again it's another one of those examples of a generally unfair imbalance of gender nudity you know Alicia Vikander has to do all the nudity Dane DeHaan sort of doesn't really have to show anything and that's it's sort of like you know as I say as a heterosexual man don't really want to see more of Dane DeHaan than I have to but if you want the nudity, it has to be more of it, but it needs to be more equally balanced. Uh, same with Fifty Shades of Grey and things like that. Um, it's throwaway entertainment on throwaway entertainment level. Not certainly not the worst one I've seen. It's engaging enough. It was you know um, quite well written, quite well shot, um, and you know better than I expected. Bearing in mind, I assumed it was going to be terrible. So, all right, there you go. that's <laughs> that's Tulip Fever. I think that's probably. Uh, one of the more uh, positive reviews of it um, that's out there. Uh, uh, but, of course, the big release this week is Thor Ragnarok. Yes, uh, yes, I've which... been waiting to hear what you think about uh, this one. <laughs> Because, why? Why? Is it because I have an unpredictable history? Because, I'm, because... Not, because I'm not slavishly devoted to every single superhero movie that comes out? I just want to know if you want your um, residency revoked. <laughs> I'm a citizen now, so you can't do anything about it. Oh, well, I'm sure yeah. they can. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they can do whatever the hell they... Uh, so, yes, um, Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok, which um, uh, uh, Jonas from uh, Zanzibar told me. He said, uh, he told me the correct, uh, the correct Norse way of pronouncing Ragnarok, and it just sounded like Ragnarok. He just rolled the R's. It's like that quote Rag. from Bottom, you know, it's not in Russian, you've just written the R's the wrong way around. <laughs> That's what Russian is! Um, so yes, uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. This is the third Thor movie uh, from Marvel Studios, um, directed by our own Taika Waititi. Hey, yeah, Taika. We like him. Um, we love him. Uh, we first meet Thor defeating a fiery demon, uh, thinking that doing so will prevent Ragnarok, which is the destruction of Asgard. Um, he returns to, uh, then returns to Asgard, says, "I defeat the demon and prevented Ragnarok." And Odin says, "Actually, no. You have to defeat your older sister Hela, goddess of death, who you didn't know about." Uh, 
Uh, Hella then turns up, banishes Thor to a trash planet, and he has to make his way back home before she destroys it. And, um, well, uh, it's... I mean, what to say? It's, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I, I knew you would. Watching it. I knew you would, because uh, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know I've been, you know, that, that's my, that was my main problem with Logan. At the yeah, time, was, uh, you may remember. When I was thinking that's about that the last most night. Self-serious load of twaddle. I've, I've, I've had the misfortune <laughs> thing. And I've seen some self-serious twaddle. Um, but, uh, I mean, you want to see some of my favourite films. Uh, but, yeah, so it seems, I mean, what surprised me about this is it's like, Watching this, you wonder what Edgar Wright had done with Ant-Man that they got rid of him on that, or possibly have actually they seen the error of their ways and gone to Tiger White, brought Tiger White in and just gone, yeah, do whatever you like, because it's because from what I've read, he barely spoke to anyone at the uh, in the studio um, uh, during the production, so he's sort of pretty much. I mean, this is this is pretty rare. He's been given almost carte blanche to do whatever he wants, yeah, which is. An incredibly rare thing. Especially first time big Yeah, big yeah, budget. exactly, exactly. So they've just gone, yeah, fine, whatever. And they said from the beginning, yeah, it's not going to be strictly part of the canon. It's just going to be an adventure that sits on its own outside of all that. It doesn't quite, I think, I don't really know the whole, because this is the first Thor film I've seen. So um, I, 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 I should have kept up with the, the Thor films, but I was watching... George Romero's final three zombie movies, so I didn't have time. Um, the, f <laughs> the first Thor movie uh, came out in 2011 was Kenneth Branagh, which seemed like an odd choice, and then all of a sudden you thought about it for two seconds and went, of course Kenneth Branagh should be directing that. That's absolutely his ballpark. You know, royals and mythology and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. He loves that. Mm -hmm. um, God, he loves it. Um, and then the second one was brought to us by Alan Taylor, and I haven't, uh, again, as I say, I haven't seen it, but I, I seem to remember that the second one is probably one of the least well-regarded of all the Marvel movies quite uh, dull and uninspired by yeah. all accounts this is just an absolute ball it's so fun it is actually I, I should say this there is a joke in there I won't say what the joke is but it's just a joke joke like a like an honest to goodness joke it's not a culture it's not a pop culture reference it's not a it's not a laugh through the fact that it's referencing another movie from the franchise or whatever it is just a joke on its own and I haven't laughed that much in a superhero movie ever I just thought it was the f because it was so unexpected it was like a joke about rock scissors paper and it was just so oh, funny oh yeah yeah yeah, I've yeah. Seen um it's a very Antipodean film, despite its uh, very Scandinavian uh, title, Thor Ragnarok. Um, you've got two Norse words in a row there. It's because you've got a whole bunch of Kiwis, you've got a whole bunch of Aussies, and they've all just gone. Well, let's make uh, let's let's you know let's make uh, goodbye pork pie in space, and uh, it's. <laughs> um, Chris Hemsworth, it should be said, actually is fantastic. He's he brilliant the whole cast are having a whale of a time doing it and very often when you get that sort of thing it's like oh god's sake well I'm sure you had a good time I'm sat here really really and he's got great comic chops it normally I find it quite annoying as somebody who does stand up comedy I find it annoying and slightly threatening when I see actors doing comedy because I just go you, no get get away you, okay you don't you, you know you've and just... a lot of it was off the cuff yeah yeah and it's because I find a lot of sort of that populist comedy nowadays comes through just sort of going and uh, yeah yeah well you know and uh, whatever and just repeating the same line again and again you know because yeah. then that uh, what ha um, you know and sort of sort of do that stuttering kind of thing and there are parts in it where I thought is it is this actually lurching into slightly lazy Judd Apatow territory and I thought no it isn't because it's a lot more cleverly constructed than that um, and Chris Hemsworth really does have good comic chops he's very funny and it's nice rather like Channing Tatum it's nice to see this sort of big hunky guy actor 
actually happy to take himself down a peg or two and, and have the mickey taken out of him. But it's not that it's just like all the men are getting to be funny and then, you know, you've uh, that thing that uh, I think it was comedian Bridget Christie said, you know, you, we've got like Adam Sandler films where you've got a crazy wacky man and then the woman in the corner going, oh, pff, oh you men. Actually, you've got Kate Blanchett and Tessa Thompson who get to have these really, you know, really great lines in there as well. And really, fun. Kate Blanchett is fantastic as the villain, as you would expect. Um, and, and Tessa Thompson, who I thought I hadn't seen before, but I think I've seen her in a couple of films, um, uh, is, is really great. She just turns up and she's drunk out of her brains and, um, and falling out of spaceships. Brilliant. That's what I want from a character in a superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Um, well, I don't know what else. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is. They've basically. What's happened there is they've gone, Jeff, can you do your best Jeff Goldblum? Yes. And he's done that. He's met them halfway with that one. And it's, he's, he's brilliant. He's really good. It's colourful. It's got that sort of 80s colourfulness, but not in a tacky way. It all seems to be just about correctly modulated that it's not. Um, uh, that it's not garish at all uh, in fact it's got kind of the best of Luke Besson as I said earlier this year with Valerian City of Thousand Planets it's got that you know he usually does that sleek and tacky and there's a marriage of the two and Valerian it didn't work Fifth Element it did and this is kind of that at the same time um, it's too long I think and there are a couple of moments of violence which I thought actually were maybe a little bit too strong for younger audiences but I'm probably wrong on that one um, the, you know, there's an inevitable overload of CGI at the end but actually I have to say there was enough wit and inventiveness in it that I thought great yeah, no, that'll do. That was fun. I enjoyed that. And there's not one, but two uses of Immigrant Song. And if you've got Immigrant... I mean, I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. I don't have the patience for them. But I do love them Immigrant Song. And if you're going to get the rights to play Immigrant Song, do it twice. So, um... Uh, and... Uh, oh, th well, th yeah, they said there was going to be a whole load of... Um, Australian and New Zealand references in there and there was a couple I saw but actually I think I missed quite a few um, my only problem is that there's no Tim Shadbolt cameo oh. if you're going to do that you've got to have him in it because he's in every other damn movie that would have been really funny <laughs> that would have been brilliant if in the middle of Thor Ragnarok yeah. he was just in the back sort of waving he'd be great I think they should reshoot the whole movie and in the background of every shot should be Tim Shadbolt but Somehow I don't think they're ever going to do that. I think this should be for every film. Mm. Oh, one final note. Actually, it's one final note. Actually, having said, because I know I've been really down on this this year, um, on this subject, but following on for the Led Zeppelin thing, the music in the film, the actual score, is interesting and is good. I liked the score. It's different to usual. They've got a different composer in and they've gone for something a little bit more electronic. There's a couple of moments where it's like, mm, that's pretty standard, but um, the the... I, I, the, the score was actually fun to listen to. It was different. It was a different uh, sound to the to the Marvel universe. I mean, the, the, this really has just come in rather like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just come in with a completely different sensibility. It's a, it's a muck about, knock about fun, and it's just a whale of a time. It's really, really good fun. All right, so go and see um, that film without doubt. Do not miss it on the oh, big screen. Absolutely, definitely, yeah. Really, yeah. really good film. And if you uh, want to, you can go to the other one. Uh, yeah, Tulip Fever. You could, but yeah, that's a rubbish title as well, isn't it? It's one of those titles you just uh, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's like you know, oh, you want tulips? It's yeah, it's it, you know, it's as you was saying, you know, it's it's when you start to see the point of like exploitation titles, like you know, uh, Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. You just go, well, that's going to get people in the door. Tulip Fever is not. It's not. I'm not. I'm not. Not. 
It's just going to be a bunch of florists going, what the <laughs> hell is this? Yeah, a bunch of very ill florists. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see that. Oh, I've had it for, I get it every six months. It's terrible. Do you like some flowers? <coughs> for two hours? You're joking. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Good thanks, on you. great mate. Good on you, friend. <laughs> nice one, buddy. Oh, lovely chum. Yes, it is now.